happens when you mix two opinionated southern women and a microphone. <laughs> I reckon they're a hell of a time. Oh, that's very funny. Dang it. Coming from their home studio straight into your ear hole. Looky here. It's time to sling some shade. Southern shade. I see what you did there. With Liv Matthews and Jay Jansen. Welcome back, our Shaper Gabe. This is Liv Matthews. And this is Jay Jansen. And wow, girl. This is my naked girl. It fucking, it, like, every time I turn around, it's an, it, and another one, and another one, which I'm glad they keep coming, because otherwise, if not, I am dead. That is true. Everybody be like, and another one bites the dust. That's what I was thinking. And yes. another one, and another one. Yes. <laughs> That's why I was, I like that you were there, too. Yes, yes. Finally on the same page, not the same chapter. No, we've been on the same page a lot here lately. You got us speaking over, you know, at the same time on episodes saying the same thing. Yes, which reminds me a couple episodes ago, I think it was the thick episode. Yeah, with that. Yeah. We had like a little excerpt in there where we talked about one of my co-workers. Well, it was the whole reason why the episode was named Thick. Absolutely. We're going to play the little excerpt now and then I'll tell you what happened. So here it goes. So I came out of this patient's room. What about? She said, everybody get on up. And I said, hey, hey, hey. And then for some reason, I was like, hey, that's a song. Did we? That's a song. <laughs> and then we're all like looking at each other. And we're like, yeah, we think that is a song. But they're just kind of confused just looking at me. As so I was like, you know, uh, you know, like that, that thick guy, Robin Thick. Like his dad was like on growing pains or something. Uh, you know, he sung that song with T.I. And the chaplain walks by. So the, he's a guy, very nice dress. And he just walks by, very straight, godly creature he is and a godly creature yeah that, i don't i don't know yeah. is that bad <laughs> well he's a dude i don't think he's a creature but i mean continue yeah, yeah. okay continue. yes <laughs> no disrespect but he just walked by i could tell that he was kind of listening to our conversation because he was kind of like just looking at us laughing a little bit and so i looked at him and i was just all like you know what i'm talking about and he said blurred lines what preacher man knew the song preacher man knew the song girl lord of mercy maybe he's got a bad bitch on the side i know i was like oh man how's it go and then he starts singing like a little bit And I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Well, he took you to church today. He sure did. He's like, yeah, I know a little bit. What kind of hymnals y'all singing at y'all's church? Hell, I might, we're going to have a hoot nanny and a hoedown down here in the south. But I was just so impressed that he knew the song exactly what I was talking about. I was wondering why he was over there smirking a little bit. And then he walks near us listening to our conversation. Then I just brought him on in. Mic drop. Dick in the mashed potatoes. A godly dick. The godly dick in the mashed potatoes. Christ. Oh, that was even horrible, too. So funny, right? Oh, my God, girl. I'm here to tell you, Lord, have mercy. Yes. Lord, have mercy. Let's pray about it. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, (laughs) dear baby sweet Jesus, seven pound, nine inch baby Jesus. (laughs) So the other day I was sitting in my office and I hear a knock on the door. So, of course, you know, I'm like, come in. In comes what we have named Preacher Man. Was the son of a preacher man only one who could ever teach there you go preacher there, man. i like it he's got his own song and everything yes lord he everybody needs an intro we got an intro he can have an intro too absolutely he is the sweetest guy but 
I hear this knock on the door and I say, come in. And I'm not really looking at the door because, I mean, it doesn't really matter who comes in. I'm still got to finish up what I'm doing. I just kind of have to just look around and I see him. I'm like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? And he said, so I put my godly dick in the mashed potatoes. Fucking what? And I said... Huh? What? Because I wanted to make sure that I heard him because <laughs> they're doing. I think this dude just said he put his godly dick in the mashed potatoes. And out of all the phrases that ever was, pretty sure that this is not the phrase that I expect to come out of this man's mouth. Absolutely. I was like, what? He like leans in and kind of whispers it because you know he he don't want to be loud about it. He's just like, definitely not. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's all you need to hear. I said I put my godly dick in the mashed potatoes <laughs> and everybody on the whole floor. That would be that one second, you know, when you say some crazy shit like that, when the whole world goes silent. Yes. Every hand could drop. time. Yes, girl. So he repeats it again. And he said, I said, so I put my godly dick in the mashed potatoes. And I just look at him and I'm just kind of quiet for a second. So and there's a question mark on that. I felt that. Right. Yeah. So I was like. Uh, and then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, my goodness. You have listened to my he, podcast. Oh, He shit. has listened to the episode of the podcast. And so I had forgotten that I told him we do a podcast because most of the people that we tell that we do a podcast, they're just all like, oh, cool. And they keep it moving. Do well, they ever listen? Most of the time. Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. It just depends on what they're into. However, the amount of times that we do tell someone, it's always in a conversation. They bring and you're like, well, you know, I've got a podcast. You know, it's never been like somebody what I'm like hey this is Jay I got a podcast yeah never it's never like that although it should be I should be like Southern Shade bitch <laughs> yeah exactly I mean nothing wrong with it but I'd forgotten completely that I told him that we had the podcast and when he said that I said ooh oh dang I said were we nice and he just starts laughing I said are you upset and he was like no I thought it was funny seriously you could tell me he said no I really thought it was funny you guys have very good chemistry. I really like the podcast. Oh, well, thank you, Preacher Man. I appreciate that I so much. Preacher Man, thank you for the listens. Yeah, little Jay love there. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, what's really funny about this whole entire story is the gentleman that is my direct boss is also a man of the ministry. He's a Preacher Man, too. Mm-hmm. So everybody was kind of, you know, you know, Jay's got a podcast. And I said, uh, sir, I'm just going to go ahead and let you know right now. I'm just going to put it out. You will never know what it is and you're not allowed to listen to it. <laughs> it's like probably not your genre. But what's really funny is since that conversation, every time he's describing somebody that used to work there or in a conversation about, you know, something that a lot of other people know, if there's somebody heathenistic, he'd be like, Jay, you'd love them. Oh. And the other day I was like, dude, <sighs> like seriously, like it just, uh, you know, I like wholesome people too. I, right. I, Do I like all people. the broken toys. Like, and, gosh. And I've never done anything illegal. Like I have to have top government clearance where I work. Definitely. My record is squeaky freaking clean. Who do you think I'm hanging out with, sir? Or what do you think I do that I'm just, I'm fucking apparently a criminal genius because I never get, you know, I never get caught. Yeah. Well, I like it. I do. I mean, I would love to be, although I'm not. Look, all those crazy laws that still exist, like there's one law in North Carolina that says, I don't know why it's still there. Why is it still law? But that you can't plow your field with an elephant. Oh, okay. Because I'll be honest, I hadn't saw a whole lot of elephants around here, but I, I like the rule. 
But why? Why would you need to even back then when the rule like who did that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why? Why was that a thing? Why is that a thing? Why it's is like, there a law? Why forget it... about the donkeys. Forget about that. But do you got an elephant? Yeah, I was going to plow my fields. I thought an elephant would do the trick. And who the fuck had an elephant anyway? Because they're not around here. No, not normally. No. So it perplexed me just a bit. Like, why is that a freaking thing in North Carolina for the love of God? I agree. Although we probably should Google it. We should. And why is it still a law today? That's a very good point. With all the farm equipment that ever was, <laughs> you've got a man out there. He is plowing everything, and I mean everything, Ooh. with his elephant. Yes. I mean, why? I, I couldn't. I, I don't even know. My point to that whole entire story was, is that if all the things that are the most ridiculous, like me having a stuffed elephant out on my front porch with a rake beside of it, like I would get locked up for that. That's what kind of, you know, in the belt. Well, you violated that law. You sat there plowing your field with your elephant. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the type of things that happen to me. So I couldn't be a criminal mastermind and get by with shit because, you know, I'd be a walking billboard for I just did some criminal shit. Yes, I would not be a great criminal either. I thought it was so funny because after Preacher Man came in, I FaceTimed you. Yes. And I was like, girl, because I'll be honest, I felt a little hedonistic. You know, said something ugly. I have no idea. Liv always calls me for two reasons. When it's something about a show, she knows that I'm going to know about what the episode's name was. Yes. And actually, I'll probably know whether we said something really bad. Which is crazy to me because I spend so much time editing the shows and I've heard them 58 million times. Right. But yet she's like the savant that completely remembers everything. I think I just put it out of my head. Well, Finn says I'm a I'm a freaking savant. He was like, You're, he was like do you know how many song lyrics you know? <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a whole lot because I can still sing word for word every song. Well, turns out I thought I knew some song lyrics. Matter of fact, I tried to text you some song lyrics the other day. We were talking about Vanilla Ice and I said, Ice Ice Baby to go. It's too cold. I had read out loud what I just put. (laughs) And then that's when the hub said, honey, that's Ice Ice Baby too cold. So I I corrected it. But yeah, I thought it was to go. Go. Ice Ice Baby to go. go. Are we going to take this coolness on the run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was good in theory. You also thought pour some sugar on me with let's go to the supermarket. That is true. Go to the supermarket and, and get, get some stuff. stuff. Yes. <laughs> Which, when people don't understand what other people are talking about, I find it so funny. Back to Preacher Man, I asked him, I said, did you tell your wife that we talked about you on the show? He's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) He did. He was like, yes, yes, I did. And I said, oh, my goodness, what did she say? He said, she just laughed. But then she looked at me and said, what what does put your dick in the mashed potatoes mean? And I was like, you're wondering too, aren't you? He just started laughing. I said, put your dick in the mashed potatoes like a, a mic drop. Puff your shoulders, mic drop. Yeah, like. Ain't nobody having these potatoes now. <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah. put my godly dick in the mashed potatoes. Yeah, my finger slips in there. Okay. I put my dick in there. Like, you ain't eating them taters. Never. That's right. Those are my taters. Yeah, those are my t- uh, There ain't even my taters. If <laughs> I don't have a dick to put in the taters. But if I did. Yes, they would definitely be your taters. They would definitely be my taters, but I wouldn't be eating them. No, no, no. no. Dictators? Oh, dictators. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, lo- I see what you did there. Yeah. I see you, girl. I 
see. Good Lord, we got dictators up in here. Yeah, it's just so odd that this guy is so different than probably how we grew up or how we are now, but yet get us on a level and find us still funny. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm shocked. Like, I had to go back before Liv went back and listen to the episode and be like, oh God, what did I say? Yeah, so she texted me because I'll be honest, I was all like, girl, I think you might have said some stuff. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, JB tending to say some stuff. Yeah. Probably on this episode already, I've said some stuff. Right. So as I'm FaceTiming her, we're just laughing. I sure hope I have not offended this poor soul. So nice. So professional. Just very helpful at work. And I probably said something horrible. Should I not be honest with people? Matter of fact, we had this conversation. I asked you, I was like, should I not be honest with people? You was like, or maybe you shouldn't talk about people at work. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should stop doing shows about people at your job, girl. And I was like, nah, can't do it. She's like, nah, that's some good shit. That's some great material, actually. And it really is. It's been, there's been a plethora of solid gold material that has came from talking about people at work. Yes. I'm for it. I, well, you know, clearly I'm for it too. And uh, sometimes you just got to eat a little crow. You said it, own it. It is what it is. Just know that the oh. intention behind was not to hurt anybody's feelings. But I mean, if it's honest, it's honest. Look, I will be all the way about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I will be. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. And 95% of the time, if I say anything bad about somebody, I'm coming to them before anybody else doesn't be like, girl, you know, I was thinking the other day and I, you know, said this in a conversation. I, look, hear me out. I'm definitely one to do that. Well, I think that your core group of people that is around you, it's super important to have the right ones. Oh, hands down, hands down. And I also think too, when you're going through some stuff in your life and like your life just feels out of control, that if you look at those five, six, 10 people that are immediately around you probably has a lot to do with that. Right. Good or bad. Right. So if things are going well, then you are probably surrounded by good intention people. But if things are going bad, you, you probably got a lot of friends that are signing on to that. Well, not only that, but there are certain people that they are the drama bringers. I hate drama. I do. Everybody who knows me knows that I hate drama, but sometimes I find myself in a ridiculous amount of it. And it's because I, in the past, have allowed people into my life that are drama bringers. Yes. That's all they do. They thrive on that shit and they have to have constant turmoil in their life at all times where they don't feel like they're living. And as much as I don't want that in super close proximity to me, my core group of friends normally don't have that. However, I do love to hear about it. Oh yeah, we always know somebody. Yes. Yes. So everybody always knows somebody that we all know. It's a small freaking town. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody that you know. Yes. So you always get that girl, did you hear about what Sherry Lynn did? Yeah. I was like, ooh, what did Sherry Lynn do? Yes, because somebody, maybe four or five people at the damn same table know who Sherry Lynn is, and we can talk about Sherry Lynn, and we all be like, I ain't surprised, girl. Yeah. I'm really vested to know what Sherry Lynn did, and I just made that up. I know, I know. I'm just all like, ooh, ooh. She's got the tea. We're going to talk about this. Absolutely. But I do feel that core group of people that you surround yourself with will determine how successful or how unsuccessful you are. Yeah, I mean, you just can't really take the forward motion that you could in your life if 
you shroud yourself with negativity. Yes. And that's negativity that you hold. That's negativity that people that you are in association with bring to you. You know why people tell you their problems? Because 95% of the people that are receiving that information takes a part of that from that person. Sign on to it. Well, they sign on to it or they take some empathy away for it or some, oh man, I feel very sorry for their situation or anger or, you know, love, whatever the message was of the story. You take a little piece of that with you and you own it. Well, hell, they feel better about it because they told it. Right. And they've got it off their chest. Right. So something that now weighed 100 pounds now weighs 95 because I gave you a piece mm-hmm. or 90 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? However big of the piece that I give to you. And pretty soon you will have shrouded yourself with negativity if that's all of the speech that you're hearing from your circle. I, it reminds me of there's a little commercial and the, it's like a little white figure and then they see like a black figure. Like, I don't think there were people. They were actually clouds. Were they clouds? Yeah. there was. That a- makes a lot more sense. That's supposed to be like full of like hate or chaos and they hug them. They take a little bit of the darkness. Right. I've actually seen that too and I was like that is a perfect explanation of what really happened. So yeah, I mean you're just going to keep handing pieces of yourself to people or you're going to keep absorbing that from other people. Either way it goes. That whole description for that commercial was spot on. I thought it was pretty genius. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely got a point across. And actually that particular commercial was like, ah, let's see what they did there. You know what I mean? Like it had a whole double meaning behind the commercial and the symbolism that they used to convey their message. Right. And I think for the people that you surround yourself with, I think that you have to respect them. They also have to challenge you in a way. If everybody is the same as you are, then you get no growth. No growth whatsoever. You're stagnant. And it's fine for everybody to be like each other in a way, but each person has to offer a little extra something that maybe you don't have so that you can grow. Right. Well, I mean, you always have to have, I mean, what do you look for when you look for a friend? You either look for things that you value in yourself or things that you lack in yourself, right? Yes. And you have to have some commonality. Absolutely. So that everybody gets along and you relate. You can relate to one another. There has to be something like that. So those are the type of things that you require to make someone your friend. Mm-hmm. Those are just basics. So if that is somebody who is exactly like you and it's somebody who enjoys the exact same thing that you do and they never challenge you back and say, uh, well, let's try this. And I know this is out of your comfort zone, but I kind of like this. Would you like to try this? Or they never say, eh, I don't love morally that you did that. And you're telling me that story. Yeah. Some people want there to be always the yes people in their life. Like, yes, that was the best decision you've ever made. It really was, girl. I swear to God, you should have chucked all his shit out in the front yard and set it on fire. That was brilliant. I cannot stand just people that constantly need validation. And I'm not saying that everybody doesn't need validation, but it's that, like you said, just the yes, man. It's constantly like, if you said this outfit I'm wearing, you know, it's bright orange and it's the beautifulest thing ever. Even though you feel that it's not, you just be like, yes, girl. Yes. Yeah. When she looked like a dump truck in it. Yeah. I don't want somebody to let me run around looking like a dump truck. No. I want somebody to be like, look, I love you. I do. And you're absolutely beautiful. That particular cut doesn't look great on you. And maybe we should do something like this. Yeah. That cut works on you. That one, dump truckish. Yeah. Dump truckish. Don't dump truck. <laughs> well, it's so funny because when you came over the other day, you looked and you was just, ooh, not a big fan of that nail color. <laughs> and then you were like, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I don't even know why I said, it. I was like, no, it's fine. Because A, it's a little out of my comfort zone. I tried something new, clearly not working out for me. But, 
you know, I'll just have this nail color for a couple weeks and then we'll move it It's on. not you. It looks great on your skin tone. Let me explain to the listeners what it is. Liv and I have always, one of the things that we've enjoyed in our adult life is getting our nails done together. So that became our thing for a while. And we kind of got away from that. I don't even do mine anymore. But I mean, it became a thing that we would do. And Liv is notorious for just letting her nail girl pick her color. Yes. Whatever it may be. I get so tired of picking the colors all the time because clearly I'm going to navigate through something natural, like a pink or like a mauve, like like something like in the natural. Nude. Yeah, nudish colors. Yeah. yeah, she loves the nude. So what she has on her nails at this point has translated as a burnt bright orange. Yes. It's like a, a reddishy orange, rusty burnt. It looks like pumpkin spice. It does. We're a little early for pumpkin spice. It's still summertime. So in fall and in the latter part of the year around Thanksgiving, I would think that that would be a very pleasing color. But what's happened is you in the summertime, I feel, just my own personal preference, if it ain't black, because <laughs> you know I'll be wearing a lot of the black. But in the summertime, I feel more bright and vibrant and you get a little bit of color to your skin, you know, things like that. The rustic autumn colors aren't so happy. I'm with you 100%. I signed on to it 100%. I was like, girl, I know. I said, but you know, a couple weeks, I'll be all right. But the nail color that I had before was a little out of my comfort zone and it was like a bright pink. Yeah, it was like, girl, it was like party time pink Yeah, with a little bit of a red to it too. So I was like, what? I know. I and know. I thought she was going on trim with that. And it was one of those things that I seen it because any color on live but nude draws my attention. I'm yes. not used to seeing that. So with this bright color from the last time when she was on vacation, which I get she was going to the beach, she was going to do it up. She probably had a nice pink outfit to match this color and she had it in her mind. Yeah. This next color, I expected her to go back to her nice nude. <laughs> Correct. Which was actually the plan. But just like you said, my nail girl, she was just all like, no. And I'm like, why, Kim? Why? Ah, you always with the nude. Always with the nude. Okay, whatever. So she tried a little something. Anyway, it does not translate. But the whole point of this is, is that I feel that a true friend will tell you their opinion and not just be like, oh, it looks great, girl. It looks great. Well, I felt ba- so bad for my delivery because Liv was literally telling me a story and I was like, stop her in the middle and I'm ADHD. Everybody knows that about me. Like a lot of the times if I don't consciously go, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. It's coming out. Yeah. So mid-conversation, I was like, oh, I don't like that nail color. And then I sat with it for a little bit and I was like, that was fucking rude for a couple reasons. I interrupted you to tell you that I didn't like your nail color. And I was just like, okay. And <laughs> yeah. And, and then secondly, I was like, dude, like that was just kind of a, she might really fucking like that color and you're an asshole. You can just let her like it. Like it's not hurting her. Yeah. He was like, I'm really, really sorry. And I was just like, no, it's fine. I, I'm like, I'm, I co-sign with you. It, <laughs> I'm not loving it. But I mean, I am brutally honest sometimes. Again, if the shit that doesn't make it out sometimes versus the shit that does, like, y'all have no idea. It's like, you're welcome. <laughs> right. People are like, you always say exactly what's on your mind. I'm like, well, <laughs> not really. Um, I do say it in the most tactful manner sometimes, but there's a lot that I hold back. Oh my God. There's a lot that I hold back. Agreed. Because you don't know how many times I've called people a fucking dumbass, man. I know. I'm like, what did you, what did you say? You're, you're a dumbass, sweetheart. 
hard. Uh, I'm real sorry. I, like, I really am sorry for you. Yeah. Bless your heart. And that makes it better because we're Southern and we can say bless your heart. It does. The amount of times I say bless your heart in a day. Well, you know, bless your heart in Southern has so many translations. It does. Bless your heart can mean you're a fucking dumbass. Mm-hmm. Bless your heart. Like, like oh, I really honey. have genuine concern for you. Yeah. Oh. Like, that is so sad. Or it could also mean something like, you're full of shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> bless we your know heart, you're lying. Yeah, dear Lord. You know, so, I mean, it, and I'm sure there's a many others that we can think of just right on the spot. Those are the top three. It's one of those words that translates to something else. So, I mean, you know, you you put bless your heart on there, like, them not knowing how to take it, like, did she just call me a dumbass or is she, like, really sympathizing with me or, or you know, was she, like, you're a fucking smartass? Yeah. You know, so you go through that in your mind and you're just like, I gotta be okay with it because I'm not real sure. And I'll be honest, it could be all three. It very well could be. Like, oh, gosh, you're a dumbass and I am so sorry. <laughs> and then... Oh, God, but bless, bless it. The heart. delivery was fucking phenomenal, though. I mean, you gave me material. Thank you for that because I sure wouldn't have shit to talk about if it wasn't for motherfuckers like you not ruining my day and giving me some life. Yes. With the dumb shit that you do that I'm not doing because I was smart about it. <laughs> talk about some dumb shit that people do. Oh, bump, bump, bump. Let's write a book. I know. Like, why? <laughs> Today, why? I can shit you out a hundred pages. Give me a minute. <laughs> Same. It's always like one or two co-workers that just really do the most, but in doing the most, they just totally fuck up everything. I call those people can't get rights. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen the um, Eddie Murphy movie Life? Yes. They called the guy that was deaf and, well, deaf Mute? and dumb uh-huh. is what they used to call it back then, but yeah. um, they called him can't get right. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I call people who just, okay, can't get right. I mean, that's a very fitting name. It absolutely is. I don't call them to that to their face. Well, I mean, I feel like they try so hard, but yet everything they touch, they just, ooh, they mess it up. Yeah, yeah. But they can't get it right. No. And then I got to fix it. I get it right. And, and I'm tired. Like, or, literally. Or the people that, because <laughs> this happens to me sometimes, they come in behind me to redo something that they didn't like that I did. And then they really fuck it up. Uh-huh. When it was cool the way it was the first time. And then I got to go back and tell them, like, why did you do that? Absolutely. We want to talk like why? Because it was it was right. Don't don't fucking touch it. Yeah, legit. Everybody knows that if I take a day off during the week, whatever I have done prior, do it. Do not undo it. Don't touch. They're just all like, I can't touch this because Liv, you know, she she did this. I'm exactly. Like, yeah, you're learning. Well, I mean, too many hands in the cookie jar. You get this nasty bacteria cookie, and you get diarrhea. Diarrhea of the cookie jar. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, that was bad. So I was at work and this lady, you remember us talking about Takasumo, how I made the joke that it sounded delicious? Yes. So we had another lady come in and she's got this condition. And so it's called like the broken heart disease because, you know, anytime you get super stressed out, you can get this. And it legit is treated with ibuprofen, but it mimics like a heart attack, lots of chest pains. So this lady, bless her heart, most people just get it once, right? Right. This lady's had three times. She don't know what it is by now? No, I mean, she does. But at the same time, clearly none of these events have happened recently. So she was at her 
doctor's appointment and they just happened to ask her like how is things going and she started talking about the death of her husband and like uh, you know a few other things that happened and then automatically went into full-blown chest pains where they had to call code 44 where they would come and take her directly to the emergency room shit and this is the third time this has happened to the lady well you know it's kind of one of those damn situations i'm sure that if you've not had a heart attack you don't know what a heart attack feels like you can assume that it's going to be pains in your chest right yeah everybody says oh it feels like an elephant sitting on my chest but studies are showing that women's chest pain is very different right but until you know what something feels like you don't really know so you can just assume so even she doesn't still at this point she doesn't know what a true heart attack feels like so she really can't judge between the two and she's like well what if they fucking feel the same that's all i know well the thing is is that it legit is mimicking just like a for real heart attack and it's all brought on by her memories it's not like somebody that you love got in a car wreck right in front of you and then you go into this condition it's legit just you thinking about 20 years ago when somebody passed away and then you go into i'm like oh so is it like psychosomatic kind of so can you imagine that your memories being that powerful to cause your body like mimic a heart attack yeah yeah um if it's psychosomatic yes because uh especially memories like that when people pass away that you really care about and i don't mean to, to drag this up but for instance the only one that you and i really have to compare to that was so profound for us was both of us losing our fathers correct you never really get off <laughs> That was fucking horrible. <laughs> you definitely don't get off to that. <laughs> definitely not. Oh my god. Dead daddies. Dead daddies. <laughs> You're fucking sick. <laughs> I mean, like, that was the worst fuck up word your brain says. Oh, God. I think that I can relive that day. I can remember that day very vividly. And I think that if you had several of those throughout your life or people that you've spent even more time with and gotten closer with them and formed a stronger bond with, that if you had more than one of those people, I'm sure that that could probably send you into onset. I know. I've just seen people like have some really shitty things happen in our life like like really shitty just one after another to the point where I'm just like I, I don't know that I would probably still be living and of course they're fine but this particular lady had a couple events that happened in her life spaced out years apart and every time that she brings the subject up and starts like thinking about them then she starts having these horrible chest pains of that when you take her to the emergency room it mimics a heart attack that's pretty crazy but I could I could see that you know there's all types of people People. There are people that some of the things that I've lived through in my life, people couldn't have survived. True. There's all kinds of people that there's different variances and things that you can take and things that you can't. Things that I can take are not things that other people can take. I think that the body is amazing. Oh, absolutely. And the way that it heals itself, the way that just a thought can make you feel a certain way, a memory. Yeah, absolutely. But this lady must be like the, I don't know. Like she is the empath. mecca of the empaths. Yeah. Lord. I know. Bless her heart. I know. See? Oh, oh so bless her heart. Yeah, that was the all. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. 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 Lots of uses. Lots of uses. Well, I think we should probably end this train wreck. I know. Oh, my goodness. Always off the rails. Once again, we'd like to thank Preacher Man for listening to the episodes. Absolutely, Preacher Man. Thank you so much. We appreciate you putting your godly dick in the mashed potatoes. Yes, Lord. Are you ready for a miracle? Yeah. Oh, Lord, she put some soul on it, too. <laughs> Here we go. Well, guys, don't forget to write in. Our email address is southernshadepodcast at gmail.com. 
And our website is southernshadewithlivinj.com. Y'all come back now. You hear? You've been listening to the Southern Shade Podcast with Liv and Jay. Oh, bless their heart. You're not mashing the right button.